Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Live from downtown San Francisco, this is 95.7 The Game. We got five days until the NBA trade deadline. The Warriors play tonight on national television against the Dallas Mavericks. The 49ers have some decisions to make this upcoming offseason. We're going to break it all down over the next three and a half hours until 4.30, getting you set for Warriors Live coming up later tonight. Again, tip at 5.30 at Chase Center between the Warriors and the Mavericks. Alan Stiles, Evan Giddings with you here on 95.7 The Game. Alan, we got a lot to dig into. We're going to talk about the Warriors, what direction they're headed, which side of 500 they're going to be on after tonight. But first and foremost, how are you doing, my man? I'm good. I'm, I'm fighting through. I don't love the rain. I'm, and I know, I know California needs the rain. That, that's separate. I don't have to like it. But besides that, I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, no, it, it is interesting. Of course, it's been beautiful the last couple of days. I know we dealt with the three weeks of rain. Ironically, that's when it was raining the most for the Golden State Warriors. She played some pretty good basketball after Christmas Day, leading up until about the beginning of February. Really, up until these last couple of games this week, Alan, they dropped back-to-back games on the road and back-to-back days to Minnesota and Denver. And now they get a chance tonight against Dallas to sort of rewrite the ship. They're going to have some help on the other side because Luka Doncic is out. Davis Bertans is out. Maxi Kleba is out. Christian Wood is out. We're going to see whether Clay Thompson and Draymond Green, who are questionable right now, suit up. Steph Curry also probable, but technically a game-time decision. But this feels like the kind of game that, leading up to the trade deadline, February 9th, that's when we find out whether teams make a move or not. Mm-hmm. It does feel like a game you absolutely got to have. You have to have it, and I was going to ask, because all those guys are out for the Mavs, do the Warriors say, alright, maybe we don't for Steph, maybe we, you know, the guys that are questionable, maybe we decide, you know, Clay Thompson, Draymond, maybe we let them rake because we don't, you know, necessarily have to face the big guns for the Mavericks. But I don't even know if you can do that because of how you've been playing. I mean, you, you have to get a W at all costs. Yeah, and, and look, right now the Warriors, like, this This is the question that I want to throw to fans. 888-957-9570, that's the phone line, that's the Xfinity Mobile text line. How does Golden State both factor into the trade deadline and, to take words out of the mouths of the Memphis Grizzlies, are the Warriors fine in the West? Like, that is a question I think that a lot of people are trying to figure out, because mm-hmm. it does feel like... 
they, they feel fine. I mean, they're 500. They're 26 and 26. But we don't. We haven't seen Allen an extended period in which the Warriors have, you know, put together a quality month-long stretch of basketball. Just looking at the month of January, they're seven and eight. You know, they had won eleven of seventeen after Christmas Day, but then that all goes back down the hill. It's like which Warriors team we are going to see on a different night is kind of up in the air right now. Even when you have Stephen Curry back, we could make some excuses. You know. A couple of months ago, a month ago, so to speak, with the absence of Curry, the absence of Wiggins, I know guys are in and out of the rotation, but they are as close to full strength as they have been since the beginning of the year, considering the injuries they sustained. I want to see something tonight, and it, it look, Dallas is a game that they're not going to have their best player, one of the best players in basketball, but I want to see them build at home, a place they actually have had success at, mm-hmm. some sort of consistency right from the jump, where they can bury a team they're supposed to. Right. If the guys that are questionable do play, and the Warriors play this game full strength, you should see, look, I don't want fans to leave. You should say, watch the game, if you pay, but it's your money if you feel like it. There should be some fans leaving at the beginning of the fourth quarter. That, yeah. That's what I want to see. There should be some fans. Let you know it's raining out, honey. We, the kids they got nachos all over their clothes. Let's get out of here because the Warriors are up twenty five, and they they don't look as if they're blowing said twenty five point lead. That's the other part of this. We don't know what's going on in the fourth quarter. Heck, we don't really know what's going on in the third quarter. Those. Third quarters that we've seen from the Warriors have been the opposite of what we've seen from the Warriors in the third quarters of the past. Where, all right, let, let, let's get our popcorn. This is where the Warriors make their run. This is where they show they're the better team. It's been the opposite. If the third quarter has been the, the quarter where they show, yeah, we're just, we're not over the hump yet. We're not turning the corner. All these terms that we've been trying to use all season long, they're just not it. They're 500. And the only reason myself, I'm I'm thinking you and other fans aren't completely nervous is because the West is mid. It is the Midwest right now. It is it is a, a smorgasbord, a cluster of a bunch of teams that also can't turn the corner. But some of them are going to start to. You have the Nuggets who, I, at this point, you're 10 games back. The, the one seed, that's cooked. That That's completely cooked. The two seed... Probably cook too. When you get to the three seed, not to disrespect the Kings, light the beam. I don't know what the Kings are going to do, but after that four seed, that's where it turns into the big cluster where it's, all right, we still have a chance. We can, we're fourth one night, we're eighth the next, and nobody has separated. If And everyone keeps saying, well, the Warriors can get hot and they can claim that fourth. Yeah, they can, but they haven't. And you know what else? Any of these teams can. People started to think the Clippers started to get on the roll a little bit. It could be the Mavs. It could be any of these teams. So... To say that they can get on a run, they can. We just haven't seen them do it. Yeah, no, you're 100% right, Alan. Look, the Warriors' two losses ago were in fifth place. Now they stand in ninth, entering tonight against the Dallas Mavericks. But to your point about the West, the the Midwest, so to speak, there is a five-game separation between the 13th team and the third team right now, yeah. Sacramento and Oklahoma City. Like, there are 11 teams in the West that have in between 20 and 30 wins, the Warriors, of course, being one of them. And this does impact the trade deadline, in my opinion, Alan. I know that we have made a big deal about how the NBA seems to have more parity this year. There, there's You can be beaten on any given night by any given team, and that does make for a more entertaining product. We can dig in some of the reasons why I think that's the case, but as it pertains to the trade deadline, I also think it makes it very difficult for the Warriors to become buyers because everyone ideally would like to be a buyer in the West right now. Even if you're OKC and you're three games below 500, you're looking up and saying, 
you know, we, we, we got a couple of wins against some of these top teams. Right. Like, they, they blew out Boston by 50 last month. Like, they, there are reasons for each and every team right now smothered in the middle of the West to feel like they can capture a playing spot at the least, maybe even get to a sixth seed, which the Warriors are three spots out of right now. So when we're talking about the trade deadline, I do think it is difficult for me to envision the Warriors, and I want to hear what you think about it, envision the Warriors making a move right now, even though that would be ideal. I'm just not sure there's going to be enough buyers as opposed to the amount of sellers right now in the Western Conference that would make that happen. Right. It is. It is right now. It is a seller's market in that all the teams that are at the bottom. Okay. You got the Lakers who are in 12th place. You know, they're they're whatever they're thinking. And we're going to get into Kyrie later. Talk to me. We are going to get into Kyrie later. Don't you worry. The Lakers, they're not going to give. They're not they're not selling. Okay. Like you said, the Thunder they're probably not selling because they got Chet Holmgren coming back next season. They don't want to sell their their young talent, right? Yeah. The Spurs, that's the only team, I, one of the only teams you got Pirtle, who uh, the the reports were, they already said to the the Warriors, whatever combination you're trying to give us of Wiseman, and I believe the other guy was Kaminga. It wasn't both of them together, but a combination of them and a pick, whatever it was, the Spurs weren't going for that. And then you have the Rockets, who I, I guess a, a Shangun, somebody like that. So you have these young teams that are trying to build and then you have these the rest of the teams that are stuck in the cluster. So the sellers are thinking, well, you better give us a lot back because these are our guys for the future. We're not even on the radar right now. And we don't want to continue to miss the radar by giving you pieces on a good deal for you so that you can ball out as we still hang out in the basement. So it, that that's a tough part. So then you got to think about the Eastern Conference teams and what's going on there. Because the West, the, the market in the West is not very great. No, it's not. Look, it's like buying eggs right now. It's like uh, buying eggs. Yeah, and and depending on how you like your eggs, you might be moving ones around to different, you know, twelvesomes because you're trying to get the perfect egg because you're overpaying. Yeah, I mean, we're just talking about how uh, some of the restaurants, you know, out here in the area, so bumping their prices, try, mm-hmm. trying to come out on top in any way that they can, yeah. and and that's what teams are trying to do right now. Obviously, you're trying to win every single deal you make. But with the amount of people that need players, and the Warriors are certainly one of them, in my opinion, it does make it difficult to envision them making a, a splash type move or, you know, something that is significantly going to improve this roster. It, in my mind, at the, at the best, Alan, it becomes a position where you're trying to add something to the back end of your rotation because the one thing that we haven't seen from the Warriors is consistency from, let's say, you know, rotation spots 8 through 14. That is, is a spot where I could see them trying to shore up a little bit and then hope you capture lightning in a bottle down the stretch. The only issue is, okay, what do you have to give up of your Golden State? Alan, what do you think is Golden State's best trade chip at this point? And do you think they'd be willing to part with it? The best trade chip, in my opinion, would probably be Kaminga. Yeah. It has to be Kaminga. Now, I know that they, I guess they're not technically paying pool the Brinks truck yet. That starts next season. But they have already you know, signed the contract to pay Jordan Poole next season. That's a possibility you could get a lot back for him. I don't know because Jordan Poole is supposed to be your your guy of the future, one of your top scorers moving forward. And I wouldn't I wouldn't necessarily touch Jordan Poole, but I know there are a lot of members of Dub Nation that would. So <laughs> that that's a guy that obviously has the most value. But that's a play where are you selling the future and a future elite scorer in this league for somebody that can help you right now? 
I would so I, I would probably take Jordan Poole out of the picture, and because of that, it would be Kaminga, who's another guy who has a ridiculous ceiling and ridiculous upside. You know, and we do these we do this all the time. Every time we talk trades, everybody wants to, and, and you'll go in the trade generator just like I do, and everybody wants to give them. Moody and a second round pick for someone, and it's a success in the trade generator. <laughs> the, the problem is nobody's actually saying yes to that in real life. All yeah. right, so just think about it for everybody that says just give a Moody. If everybody wants to give away Moody, do you think that the value that he has is going to match a different team? You, you, oh, Miles Turner, let's go, uh, let's go a first rounder and, and Moody and, and give him Ryan Rollins and maybe PBJ for Miles Turner. No, that's, that's not going to work now. I think some some I think Kaminga is interesting. I think PBJ is interesting. But again, if we're talking by himself, it's Kaminga. Yeah, I, I I'm with you, and I do think it also that position is one that everyone needs in the NBA right now. Like if if you ask me what the Warriors would like to have heading into the postseason, if they could have an injection of a new player to this roster, it would be a wing. And I'm sure that's what other teams are looking for as well. So I'm with you that Kaminga is certainly something that other teams would value. I also think that maybe up until his return back from injury, someone like Andrew Wiggins would be something that other teams would covet as well. But of course, you're the Warriors. You do not want to give him up. Right now, wings are are a hot commodity. I mean, that's why Jay Crowder is being shot by Phoenix, not to teams in the West, but to a place like Milwaukee or others. Like, Mm -hmm. this is what people want at this point. And I'm with you that, look, and from the 650 and the Xfinity Mobile text line, Wiseman for Caruso, who says no? Like, the Bulls. So even even if salaries matched up, like, those are the type of trades that are going to be thrown in the trade generator, like you're talking about, that people are going to try to, you know, sell themselves on, sell the Warriors on. But at the end of the day, if I gave you an option, let's just say, let's set a total, over under half a trade by the deadline from the Golden State Warriors, you would fall on which side? Do buyouts count? Sure. Yeah. Then I, I like, might like, go. Like they, like they make an addition before sure. February 9th. I say over. Okay. I don't know how. I don't know why. I don't know what. But I would say over because you're. It's, some you want to be the first to strike out of these teams that are all stuck in the cluster. Somebody is going to make a move, and the the Warriors don't want to sit and say, "Man, we had an opportunity. This would have made more sense, and we didn't go through with it." And even if that, and again, nobody is trying to move on from Kaminga or anybody like that. So that's why I don't think, to your point, this isn't a situation where you're going in to get a, uh, a, a another. You're not getting a starter. You're getting somebody that's going to be able to help on the bench. So for what you give up, you shouldn't have to give up a Kaminga to get that back. Yeah, and also a good point from the Xfinity Mobile text line. Wiggins' trade clause does not allow him to be traded until April 15, 2023. So even if they wanted to move someone like that, which I don't think they do, uh, that wouldn't be allowed to happen. And Poole, like you mentioned, his contract doesn't really kick in until next year. So you're looking at not being able to get a big boy unless it's another player in a similar situation to Poole, and then you're left at a net neutral. To me, the conversation comes down to value and potential. Like If you feel like the potential is greater right now from a Kaminga, a White, even a Moody to this point, to, to your point earlier, you're not going to try and sell that for you know a minimal or temporary value at this point in the mm-hmm. season, even if it means maximizing you know the the current Warriors championship window. Uh, Howard Beck of Sports Illustrated was on with Steinian Guru on Friday and mentioned that he would essentially 
try to blow up the second timeline at this point to try and go all in for wow. a championship this year or next year. Um, I, I'm minimizing his words a little bit, but that's what I took away. Essentially, the second timeline right now does not look like it's going to help this year. So if your focus is winning a championship this year, then in his opinion, you should be open to a trade that would involve, you know, Kaminga. To me, Kaminga does factor into this rotation, so maybe he's left out, but I think his point was mainly James Wiseman, Moses Moody, those guys that have not shown to be able to get consistent minutes on this team, would you be open to that? 888-957-9570. If it meant getting closer to a title this year, I don't know if I could do that. I could. I could. What I mean, what have you seen besides... Even Kaminga, we, we've seen him do some nice things. I have no clue what he's going to be. Right now, he is a really athletic player that we've seen flashes of him do things defensively. We know he can jump out the gym. There are a lot of guys in the NBA that can jump out the gym. His offense is coming around, but to, Kaminga hasn't done anything. It's a gamble. It's But all of this is a gamble, right? James Wiseman, to me, is also a gamble, but I, you know, and yeah. I was, I was on... I was on with Bonte on the morning morning roast yesterday and we were talking during crossover about James Wiseman. Sometimes it's less about James Wiseman and it's more about the fit. I don't think it's a good fit. You got Ty Jerome looking off Wiseman. Half of the fan base says he's looking him off and he's doing yeah. a bad job. And the other half of the fan base says, keep looking him off because he can't do anything anyway. Come on, Ty. So, get the ball to my man. No, Ty said, I'm, I'm getting these shots up. I'm pulling up from 30. I'm, I'm, I'm pulling up from 30. So... That that's the tough part. I don't think anybody's untouchable, but I am one of those guys that wants to milk the the big three for everything that they have because the second timeline is not going to be this. You're not going to have three Hall of Famers again, and and the best shooting backcourt of all time. You're just not. Mm-hmm. So uh, to me, it's worth it. It might not be worth it for everybody else. I, I I get both sides of it. Yeah, I mean the counter to that would be look, you've had. Clay and Steph and Wiggins and Draymond and Poole. Like you've had you've had health. I mean, the first, you know, month or two of the season. You had guys at full strength. And even then, you're losing to Charlotte. You're losing to Orlando. You're losing to the bottom feeders. You're losing like you are losing to teams you should be taking care of. Like the reason, and I think uh, John Dickinson and Whitey Gleason before us brought this up, but the reason why a team like Sacramento is in third place in the Western Conference is because they beat the teams they're supposed to beat. Mm -hmm. The Golden State Warriors have not shown that they can beat teams consistently that they're supposed to beat. So the counter would be, yeah, you're not going to have the greatest backcourt of all time, but also if you cash in the chips... No matter if you believe in this second timeline or not, cashing in that potential to improve a team that is currently 500, is that going to move the needle enough to, say, get you over the hump to be you know, a Western Conference Finals, take you to a Finals team, take you to a championship team? I don't know if there's even a guy out there available that moves the needle enough for me to move off of that potential. Yeah, and, and what happened? Nobody's talking about Miles Turner anymore? Are we, are we done with Miles Turner? And I think I, he just signed a contract extension for the next couple of years in, in Indiana. So, it, so if you did go acquire him, you, you, you would take have that him too. Because, well, because I well, think you would have him for a couple more years, right? And originally, that's why people didn't want Miles Turner because that was a full on. You know, if you're an A's fan out there, it was a full on rental, right? So you would lose your the potential that you have, and then Miles Turner goes. Now, that wouldn't be the situation anymore. I see the Pacers are in 11th place. They they got something cooking a little bit with Halliburton and Miles Turner, so maybe they see what happens there. You know, 
Ev, what I think is funny as we talk about possibly blowing up this timeline is I, I always thought it was a bit random Joe Lacob running around last season victory lapping the two timelines <laughs> yeah. as if it matters. As, as if they were doing things. Now, Moody got some minutes, I know, in the playoffs a little bit. So did Kaminga, I mm-hmm. know. But victory lapping as if we pulled it off. You know, it's like a science experiment. We, we pulled off the two timeline. Nobody else could do it. No, you, no, you didn't. No, you didn't. And that's not an indictment on you because it's really hard to do. Yeah. The Spurs technically, I guess, did it, but that's because their core never left. And I don't even know if you want to count them as doing it because once the core did leave, Kawhi didn't win anything by himself. So I don't really know that they pulled it off. It's really hard to do. Yeah. And, and look, it. I mean, Draymond Green mentioned it before the beginning of last season. Like, you don't typically win championships with rookies or or with young guys. Mm -hmm. And the reason is, in my opinion, when the Warriors go out and drafted these projects, so to speak, a lot of potential, a lot of upside, a lot of talent, but a very raw sort of moldable clay that you're hoping can become something of worth in the future, you are seeing those guys helping you, I would think, four or five years down the line. The expectation, however, became one or two years in, and that to me is a little, it's not fair, honestly, to those guys, because usually when you're coming in as a a raw talent, there's minutes for you. There's minutes waiting for you to play, to mess up, to be good, to improve, to have your ups and downs that we've seen from all those players throughout their time in Golden State. But if you're only getting 15 minutes a game, and you have that voice in the back of your mind which resembles Steve Kerr saying hey you make this play like you're coming out right like that to me is not a, is not an environment conducive, conducive to growth so right now like I, I just want to ask the people not necessarily about the second timeline but if the second timeline impacts the trade deadline do you see the warriors making a move over under one and a half moves by february 9th five days of the trade deadline 888-957-9570 what do you think will happen let's go to san francisco and talk to mike who thinks there might be a deal to be had at the deadline for the golden state warriors mike what's going on you're on with alan and evan how are you yeah what's up guys yeah to me I think the one guy that would be a massive difference maker for this Warriors team would be Jay Crowder. Uh, I don't know if Phoenix would probably deal with the interconference rival, but I think a guy like him would be perfect. Other than that, really, I don't see anybody out there who you can attain. The asking price is going to be ridiculous for anybody else out there. So, I mean, if, if, if Bob Myers can pull that off, I think he can be a right-of-way bet and, and show, like he did with Phoenix, or excuse me, with the Heat, when he went in there and helped them get to the finals, uh, I know they lost to L.A., but I, I would love him. And I want to get your thoughts on that. But as far as the Warriors themselves, I think one thing, I, I love Kerr. He's a great coach, built a dynasty here. But the one mistake I think he's made is not letting Wiseman get some run because they've been an abomination on the road. You're not winning any of these games anyway. So I think to, he should be out there in those games, especially on the back-to-back where there's a, the vets don't play like to have him out there, give him thirty forty minute run, and see if this guy can play. These blowout losses, you're not winning any of these road games. Why do you think he's so reluctant to have him even out there? I know he's going to use excuses. He's inexperienced. He doesn't know offense. What's the difference if you're not beating anybody on the road anyway? Of not giving him some run out there, he hasn't shown any confidence outside of anybody besides Kaminga. What's your take on that? Thanks. That's an interesting question, Mike. Like, that's the million-dollar question. Like, if, if Wiseman is right on the bench and the team is 500, you're telling me there's not a little bit of time to carve out for, for James Wiseman? Right. 
I'm not sure, but to, do you want to address the, the Jay Crowder? Yeah, the Jay Crowder thing. I mean, I, I just don't think that there is any chance the Suns would do that deal. And, and and if they did, what they would they would they would just ask for something that they know the Warriors wouldn't. Be. Yeah, give us Kaminga. Two unprotected first. Yeah, two okay. unprotected first. Kaminga, Wiseman, Moody. Now, yeah, right for for Jay Crowder. So it would be nice. I think it would be a pretty decent fit. But I just don't see the Suns doing it. it why? <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Why? Why would they? They wouldn't. I, in my opinion, like you're not going to help someone that you're potentially going to have to play in the playoffs, and especially if you think that Jay Crowder is a valuable piece. Like the Phoenix Suns would love to have him on their team, he just doesn't want to be there. Right. So that's the only reason why they are shopping him in the first place. To me, someone like that is the mold of a of a perfect piece for a team that hopes to contend. Adding to their roster, a three and D player, six foot eight, can keep a guy in front, can, has playoff experience, has been in the league for a decade. Like, yes, Jay Crowder would fit this team perfectly. He would sure. also fit any team. Exactly. Perfectly. And he's he's, he's going to get get your jacket, get your Tims. He's going back east. He, he's going Eastern Conference. 510 is chiming in, Evan, on the Xfinity Mobile text line. Going back to the, the two timelines and yeah. my Joe Lacob statement about the victory lapping. No, they did do, you know, meaning they <laughs> did fill the two timelines. They won a chip with the young guys on the roster. So basically, any team that wins a championship with a rookie on a roster has has figured out the two timelines. 
Yeah, th- there's a difference between uh, Dwayne Wade in 2006 being a young guy on a championship roster right. and uh, Mario Chalmers being on the Miami Heat in the early 2010s. Like, those are not created equal. And even Mario Chalmers was a starter in those series, so that may be unfair to him talking mm-hmm. about reference to these young guys on that team. Oh, yeah, Mario Chalmers was a starter. These guys, Kaminga and Moody, they were not really, they were not getting any run. Or, or obviously, Wiseman was. Wiseman was injured, so to me, that that's not a two-timeline thing. Or any team that has young guys and some rookies on their roster, even if they don't see any time, then they have, they've, they've, They've conquered the two timelines. I don't think so. I mean, Tenacious Antetokounmpo played in the 2020 or 21 NBA championship. Right. Like that doesn't mean he is a focal point of the, of the roster and winning. But the five one zero from the Xfinity Mobile Tax Line also brings up an interesting point about you know if we're talking about James Wiseman and Mike's point from San Francisco. If Poole and Jerome are allowed to make mistakes. Why isn't Wiseman? Mm. I, I think that is a valid question. It is, and I go back to fit. I go back to the Warriors haven't had a a centerpiece center that can do some things offensively, and you're supposed to look for him. No, our centers, you, you be quiet, you set screens, you do the dirty work, you get rebounds, and you get out of here, or and you get the dunker spot sometimes. That's not what James Wiseman's supposed to be. So I think... It's hard to sit here and say, you know, it's easy to say, well, James Wiseman's value must be down because he can't even get time on the Warriors. But other teams might be looking and saying, you know what, James Wiseman doesn't really fit the Warriors. He could fit what we're doing. So James Wiseman, his value might be higher than what I think, even personally, because I don't necessarily know his value, but it might be higher than a lot of people think because... These NBA front offices know that the Warriors and what they're doing with Wiseman, it, it doesn't really, it's like oil and water, to be completely honest with you. Yeah, no doubt. We're going to continue the conversation on the other side. Before the Warriors host the Mavericks tonight, tune into 95-7, the game before, for Warriors Live, starting at 4.30 with John Dickinson, Tim Roy, 5 o'clock, taking up until the play-by-play at 5.30, brought to you by Xfinity Sports Zone, the ultimate hub for all things sports with live game shows, news, and highlights all in one place. Five days away from the trade deadline in the NBA, how does Golden State factor in? Do they factor in? It's Alan Styles at Seven Giddings, along with Craig Valentino here on 95.7 The Game. We're back after this. Now back to 95.7 The Game. Evan Giddings, Alan Styles, taking you up until Warriors Live at 4.30 before the 5.30 tip at Chase Center tonight between the Golden State Warriors and the Dallas Mavericks. Appreciate everyone tuning in on the Xfinity Mobile text line, 888-957-9570 on YouTube. Raymond N. is going to the game tonight. Hope they win. Well, they should win, Alan. Luka Doncic isn't playing tonight, and that is pretty much the only thing associated with the Dallas Mavericks. Right. Luka, Luka Doncic, there won't be a... And he, he does normally ball against the Warriors, so I got a buddy going, and I feel bad for him because he's not going to get to see Luka, but hopefully <laughs> there's a better chance of seeing a Warriors win. So there That's won't be any 50-point triple-doubles from Luka tonight. Yeah, do you have any bold predictions as far as what the Warriors should or shouldn't do to a doncic Dallas team tonight? It feels like 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 this has to be a game where I don't know what the line is, what it's moved to, but whatever it is, they better cover by a lot. They better cover by a lot, and there better be at least 100 people in the stadium saying to their partner or saying to their kids or saying to their friends when it's maybe you know 10 minutes left in the fourth quarter do you want to get out of here and beat the traffic <laughs> if no if if that many people are not saying that that's a problem if steph curry plays more than 34 minutes tonight 
I'm going to wonder what's going on. That that that's another problem because like, we we need we need guys to get some rest. <laughs> that's what we need. Right. There's and there's a bunch of, you know, overtimes and just hard-earned games. You go and do the weird and and the weird thing that they did in Denver where they played Steph and Wiggins but didn't play, obviously you didn't play Clay, you didn't play Draymond and Draymond it was that calf situation that we're keeping an eye on. I was I didn't love the all out and we're not even going to put out any starters in the backs of a double double because you're basically just putting up the white flag even though that crew has won at least one game maybe a couple games this season I didn't love that but then when I saw Steph playing without the rest of the crew against the number one seed in the west I said Steve, this is when you decide to 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 leave Steph in there against a, a in a game where the Nuggets are completely healthy. This is where you decide to to leave him in. So that didn't make a ton of sense to me. I'm just looking here, Evan. Well, do you think that's a thing where okay, Steph came out last week and was mm-hmm. talking about uh, load management's not something that the players are responsible for. Now, right. I would say some players. Steph Curry, I believe him at his word when he says he wants to play back-to-backs. Mm-hmm. Do you think that's a situation where, not that the, the training staff is readjusting the science or whatever Stephen Curry alluded to that prevents him from playing sometimes back-to-backs, but him saying that, championing to play, and he wants to play against the best team in the West, mm-hmm. to me, that might be a situation where Steve's like, you know, Draymond's a late scratch tonight. Clay's obviously not. A, like, are you sure you want to go? And Steph's yeah. like, hell yeah, put me out there. That that's that's very possible. And, and Steph, after what happened, and don't don't make me bring it up, but he did <laughs> he did have an opportunity with as bad as the Warriors played, and they gave up the lead because they've been giving up leads with as bad as the Warriors had played. Mm. You found yourself in a situation against the Timberwolves. And Steph had a chance to maybe not win the ball game because there still would have been two seconds left, but he had a chance to put the Warriors up with about two seconds left in that game, and he missed a pretty wide open mid range. So maybe Steph felt, you know, maybe I can come back after that and and make a statement, beat the number one seed. So I could see that. And then he goes down and gets a leg contusion. Yeah, well, he is probable tonight with that leg contusion, like you mentioned. Draymond Green is questionable with the calf tightness. Clay Thompson is questionable with a non-COVID illness. 5.30 tip, Dallas Mavericks, Golden State Warriors. You can hear that right here on 95.7, the game pregame coverage beginning at 4.30. Before we get back to the trade deadline, Joe in San Jose has been waiting around patiently, wants to talk about the timelines in Golden State. And uh, it looks like Craig's... uh, Craig's out of the room right now, so we'll we'll get to Joe in just a minute. Don't worry oh, about it, Joe. Craig's here. Oh, Craig's right there. Okay, uh, Joe, what's going on, man? Uh, you're on 95.7 The Game. Hey, thanks for taking my call. Uh, first of all, I think the two-timeline thing is the end. Uh, there's no such thing. Because we've tasted a lot of early success with this uh, ownership, we think that we can keep this going. If this whole thing works because we got a top 10 all of, uh, top time uh, player of all time in Steph. The moment he hangs his boots, we'll stop winning. We'll turn into Orlando Magic. We saw what happened like two years ago when Steph was injured. We were like the worst offense in the league in the preceding five years or something. Right? So I think the time to make the move is now. Uh, if you are still wondering whether you could pull off this two-time thing, look at the Lakers. They had, a, they had, they had the staff. They had the blueprint. They, they thought they could win with LeBron and then hand it off to Anthony Davis and, and keep, it, keep it going. They couldn't. So I think time to win is now. We need to make the move now. And I'm looking at Brooklyn Nets. Uh, it, they are on the verge of blowing up. They got some interesting players, Nick Claxton, Rice O'Neal, 
I don't know if they want them or not. I think time to make the call is now, and time to make the move is now. Thank you. I appreciate that, Joe. Sounds yeah. like Joe wants to make a move, Alan. Right, and I, to what Joe was saying about the young guys and and the post Steph Curry post Big Three era, I do think that Joe Lacob. I mean, he's talking about movies and making amusement parks. I do think he is maybe overselling what the Warriors will be when these three guys ride into the sunset. Now, Joe, I hope that the Warriors are not a version of the Orlando Magic when they do ride off into the sunset. And that's why Orlando's pretty entertaining, Alan. Well, and, well they are, but it, it, it took a while <laughs> for them to even yeah. get to where they are, and they aren't really anywhere yet. So I understand that Joe Lacob is probably overselling post-Steph Curry that era, but I, on the other hand... You don't want to get rid of everybody because then you will for sure be the Orlando Magic before they got their guy. So it's it's a bit of a, a tango, if you will. And I would say that if you have an opportunity to get – if you really think one of these guys that you're looking at is going to put you over the top, then I don't think any of the young guys should be untouchable. But I would not reach – I would not reach for it, just like just like if it was a draft. I'm not going to reach just because I think this guy could help. And then you do lose your future. If you're going to trade your future and move off of them, it better be for something pretty darn good. And I think that's the issue when it is a seller's market. You're not going to get a good. You're not going to get a steal. That's for sure. No, you're not. And look, that's why I think the Warriors. Like we're talking about again that number over under half an acquisition, a move made. In five days by the Golden State Warriors at the NBA trade deadline, which is February 9th. Allen thinks they will maybe not make a trade, but acquire some sort of assistance, whether it be a buyout or otherwise. I don't think there's anything coming for Golden State, and this is going to be the roster that we see for the rest of the season, win or lose. Uh, from the 229 in the Xfinity Mobile text line chiming in, Bob Myers is willing to trade any young Warriors player that isn't Kaminga. I do believe that. Like, I do believe that Bob Myers is willing to trade anyone not named Jonathan, maybe even Jonathan Kaminga. The issue is, what do you get back? And to me, Joe's talking about yeah, Royce O'Neal, Nick Claxton, the Brooklyn Nets. What? Who knows what's going on there? The only player that's asked for a trade is Kyrie Irving in Brooklyn. And that's an entire can of worms. But it does maybe perhaps pique interest from other teams about surrounding pieces if the Nets decide they indeed do want to move Kyrie. And if they do decide to move Kyrie, does, that doesn't necessarily mean they want to blow it up. Yeah. And I think to to Joe's point, it was more, well, if they're moving Kyrie, then they're probably going to move KD and blow it up. They're not going to trade Kyrie for a bunch of young guys if they plan on still riding with Kevin Durant, they're not going to say, okay, this is cool. Because then the, the Nets would have two timelines, and the yeah. Nets don't want two timelines. No. So they'd have to fully blow it up as well. We talked and we joked a little bit because a couple years ago, everybody felt so bad when Marquise Chris broke his leg, and he fits so well into the Warriors. He last played for the Mavericks. It doesn't seem like he – I would assume he's available. He's been chilling. He's been chilling. Everybody loved him before. You could bring him back. And I did not know that he was born in Sacramento and, and went to school in Elk Grove. I didn't know that. I didn't know that either. Yeah. But, I, don't, I, I don't know if Elk Grove is Bay Area, but... North California. He's a Northern California guy. He's been here before. He's familiar right. with like, the spot. Is Aaron Gordon a Bay Area guy? Uh, yeah, South Bay. Yeah, South Bay. Archbishop Mitty. Yeah, yeah. Yes. I mean, that's closer than, than Elk Grove. That, that, to, that, to the yeah, Bay. Yes, that is... <laughs> yes, that's Bay Area. That's Bay Area guy. AG. 
Marquise Chris, NorCal guy. Bring him back. Give yeah. him a call. No, our, our, our high school, uh, St. Mary's College High School played Aaron Gordon. Uh, I, I was not on the team. I did not play basketball. We played against Archbishop Mitty, and he had like 35 and 25. That dude was unbelievable mm. in high school. And continues to be a force for the Denver Nuggets, who right now sit in first place, a place that the Warriors wished that they were, but currently reside at 500. Like, okay, so this is, this is one of the things, too, if we're, we're talking about the Warriors being, quote-unquote, fine in the West. Do you feel like they are? And if so, why? Like, to me, if the reason is you feel fine in the West, it isn't necessarily just because of Golden State. It's because what we talked about in the first segment, Alan, which is there's 11 teams, essentially, that are trying to figure out which side of 500 they want to be on. Yeah, yeah. It's more about the other teams than it is the Warriors. And if any of these teams start to get hot and go on a run then the opinions will change. But for right now, as long as these teams keep beating each other up and nobody nobody is you know, crabs in a barrel, nobody's getting out of the barrel, then the Warriors are all right. But at some point, you have to be above 500. The question is, how yeah. far above 500 do you need to be in this year's Western Conference? Well, I, I don't know. But you're looking back at Golden State and you're seeing a lot of games that have gotten away from them. You can count four or five just on your hand off the top of your head. I, for, I forget a, a lot of them, to be completely honest. Look, at they all you. blend together. Yeah. Minnesota's certainly one of them. I mean, you just tack on the list. The, the Utah game, in which they blew at the very end of the game. Right. Uh, Charlotte earlier on this season. With I Dennis forgot Smith's about juniors cooking them. Like, right. I, for, I completely forgot about this one's more recent. The Brooklyn game. The Brooklyn game. Should have had that game. Like, those are four, so that's four games right now we're naming in 15 seconds. You spin that around, and you're looking at a Warriors team that right now would have 30 wins. And would be in third place in the Western Conference. Like, that is yeah. the margin of error right now for Golden State. And the margin of error that Bob Myers mentioned on this station earlier this week, trying to improve that margin of error. To me, I think it resides more internally than externally. Uh, but I want to get JB from San Jose, who's been hanging around, wants to talk about what's been hurting the Warriors the most. And it doesn't sound like it's something that they can perhaps go out and get. JB, what's going on? You're on with Alan and Evan on 95.7 The Game. Thanks, guys, for taking my call. Uh, I just think that the Warriors, no matter what players they get, trade deadline is irrelevant. They have, they've been in very close, entertaining games. The problem is the turnover, and they're just not responding to Steve Kerr. Even uh, Steph Curry, the, the veterans and the rookies are making turnover. It's just a bad environment, and they can't shoot their way out of it like they used to when they were young. So I think the problem comes down to coaching and not the players. It's just not responding to Steve Kerr. What do you guys think? Thanks for taking my call. Yeah, appreciate it, JB. Look, it's interesting. I, I do think, to his point, like he mentioned them shooting their way out of whatever hole they're in. Uh, it does feel like the Warriors, it, Charles Barkley called them a jump shooting team when they weren't, you know, five, six years ago or seven years ago. But it does feel like now more than ever during the dynasty, like they are a jump shooting team. More than ever, which is crazy to think about, but that's what it is. I mean, the guys off the bench, a lot of them, they're just pulling up threes. And, and yeah. we know that's what Steph does. That's what Clay does. That's who they are right now. And that's why offensively people do like a Kaminga because Kaminga is a guy that can get to the cup. Going back to JB in terms of the turnovers, so that game that we went to, Evan, what was it, a couple weeks ago against the Grizzlies, yeah. when Jordan Poole won at the final second and Seth threw the mouthpiece, we were supposed to, <laughs> a couple games stretched, we thought it was going to be, a, uh, they're going to go on a run after Steph throws the mouthpiece, didn't end up being the case, yeah. but 
after the game, I asked Steve Kerr about the turnovers, and he basically said we go over we go over the turnovers we talk about what can happen what can't happen and I said hey I know you got vets you know is it a little bit harder to tell them what to do because they know that they're doing things wrong and he said I mean we still go over them and then jokingly at the end he says and they go out and do the same thing yeah and I don't think it was a joke and everybody in the media room laughed I don't think it was a joke because I don't know that I can put this on Steve Kerr. These are vets. Steph Curry, you have to be better. So I'm not going to say that Steph Curry, Draymond Green, and Klay Thompson aren't responding to Steve Kerr after everything that they've been through. What is Steve Kerr supposed to do if Steph just decides? These are bad turnovers. These are CYO turnovers. These aren't. Uh, these aren't because of the the complexity of the offense. They're just boneheaded plays. And more importantly, they're coming from your best players. Like yeah. I know Jordan Poole is leading the team in turnovers, and he certainly is culpable in this. But Stephen Curry, six turnovers against Denver. Draymond Green didn't play in that game, but the game before against Minnesota, five turnovers. Steph had five turnovers against Minnesota, a few of which down the stretch that could have helped you potentially pull that game out. Instead, you blow a 14-point fourth-quarter lead. So it's not like Steve Kerr is saying... Yeah, you know, we, we have this turnover issue, and, and that was a great question to ask him, especially after that game, which seemed like it could have gone either way between Memphis and Golden State because of those turnovers. But it's not like you're looking down the line here and saying, okay, well, you know, Ty Jerome's turning the ball over a little bit, and right. Kaminga's making some rookie mistakes, and Anthony Lamb's not crisp with the basketball, and none of them necessarily are, but it also doesn't mean that Steph Curry and Draymond Green, your two primary ball handlers on offense, have not been taking care of the basketball No, the way they should. No, they haven't. And I coined this term. the way they can. I've coined this term, Evan. You can take this with you. Everybody listening can take this with you as well. We we live in a land, we like to use the word culture a lot, right? Cancel culture, all these types of things. I've coined the term for the Warriors. They have turnover culture. They have turnover culture because for so long, they could turn the ball over and to JB's point, they could shoot their way out of it. So, hey, and we'll hear it on the broadcast. Hey, that turnover, Steve Kerr doesn't mind that one. That's an aggressive play. You know, you got to push the basketball. That's what they do. This offense is part of the reason that there are turnovers. So it's, it's turned into that when A... You don't have the horses to shoot your way out of it. I mean, you still have your main horses, but clearly you're not able to do that. And B, these aren't part of the offense or because you're pushing the basketball. These are just CYO B team plays. That's it. And I, and I think it might be B2, not even the B1 team that almost made the A, the A team. Yeah, no, you're right. Like I do think that not all turnovers are created equal. I mean, the Warriors have... Look, they, they run a motion offense. They lead. They have led the league in total passes. You know, their assist numbers are also usually right. very high. Maybe mm-hmm. not this year compared to previous years, but they're always in the bottom. I would say five. If you look back across the dynasty, that is, and started you know, around 2013, mainly mainly 15 when Steve Kerr got there. But even before, they turned the ball over a lot. You would see them being 29th, 30th. 28th in turnovers, like they currently are, and 29th in turnover rate. But to your point. They're live ball turnovers. They are boneheaded turnovers. They are turnovers that you you would look up and say, Steph, and, and he, look, he's had a problem with turnovers his entire career. It's just he's so damn good, it doesn't seem to matter. But again, the issue is this year, what we're talking about is there is much of a fine line, more so than any other year, for this group, and that's why we see them at 26 and 26. Look, for the 5-1-0, the good thing is the Warriors are fine in this year's West. 
The bad thing is they're fine in this year's West. A short win streak jumps them up to five or four, which might be contributing to what seems like a lack of urgency to win on a night-in and night-out basis. Like, that's the thing. They are fine, Mm -hmm. but they cannot be fine, in my opinion, and repeat as champions. And it does start in a lot of ways with with what you're talking about in that turnover culture. So we keep talking about the West, but besides the Warriors, and I and I'm the only reason I'm saying besides the Warriors because they are the defending champs. Yeah. Besides the Warriors, is there any other Western Conference team that you would pick to win the whole thing? Because we're talking about how the we're fine in the West because nobody is really separating themselves. I know the Nuggets and the Grizzlies, but are, are these teams beating the Bucks? Are these teams beating the Celtics? If if I, we're we're taking the Warriors out. Mm-hmm. Do we think that these teams, that the Nuggets or the Grizzlies or the Clippers or the Kings, do we think any of these teams are beating the Bucks or the Celtics? Well, the good thing is, if you're the Warriors just looking around, there's no other team in either conference outside of Milwaukee that does have what you have, which is championship pedigree. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no other... There are, you know, there are players on different teams that obviously have titles. The Lakers. The, <laughs> yeah, you're right. Yes, the <laughs> Lakers do. You are correct. Uh, yeah, Dallas was in the Western Conference Finals last year. Phoenix Suns was in the Finals two years ago. Like, mm-hmm. there are teams that have been looking to make the next step. And, and to me, Denver would be the most dangerous of those teams. Agreed. Agreed. Just because they have everything except the pedigree. In my like they have arguably the best player on the planet. They have a very deep team, one through eight or nine. They have players that play both sides of the floor more so than they ever have. I'm not saying they're a great defensive team, but if they can put some things together in the playoffs, I think they become very dangerous. And they have health, which they didn't have last year, getting Jamal Murray and Michael Porter Jr. back who offer perimeter offense, which they just didn't have. So even if you're worried about what Jokic can and can't be down the stretch of a postseason, you do have something else to offset it. Denver would be the only team, in my opinion, that I wouldn't be quote-unquote fine with in the West. Yeah, Denver does worry me. Denver does scare me a little bit because I think that Jokic has an axe to grind. Last year, he had to do it all of him, all himself. He's passing to Jamichael Green. Jamichael Green's his second, third option in the playoffs <laughs> last year. We're he, getting a good look at Jamichael Green this year. We're getting a good look at Jamichael Green. I'm thinking, yeah, Jokic deserved that MVP. Yeah. You know, that's no offense to Jamichael Green. He's got his boys back. He's got Jamal Murray back. He's got MP J back and going back to a couple years ago when we talked about the Lakers and winning their title when it was in the bubble that next I mean Jamal Murray he bought out in the bubble that next season you had Jokic you had Jamal Murray you had these guys coming back thinking all right nobody really believed the Lakers are going to repeat the Nuggets were pretty high up there in terms of teams to worry about the Warriors didn't have clay and, and a lot of things moving in their direction what happens Jamal Murray goes down so they feel that their window has been messed up a bit due to injury and they're rolling right now and they feel that this is our opportunity to take the next step. Yeah, look, it's Alan Styles, it's Evan Giddings here on 95.7 The Game taking you up until 4.30. I want to go out to Richmond where Fred is hanging out in the East Bay. He wants to talk about the Warriors, of course, to take on the Mavericks tonight at 5.30. Fred, what's going on? You're on with Alan and Evan here on 95.7 The Game. Hey guys, thanks for having me on. Of course. No, I just listened to the show. I really believe that the Warriors are just trying to limp through the regular season until someone beat them four out of seven times in the playoffs. I I really I really don't take any of these teams serious. The Warriors go on a five game winning streak, they'll be what, the third or the second seed in the East, in the West. So I just think that they need to continue to try to fix what the problem is, which is 
health. Uh, Wiggins is, you know, hasn't really been the same since the injury in mid-December. I just think uh, one of the callers saying that they're not listening to Steve Kerr. Steve Kerr is the system. They have no choice but to listen to Steve Kerr. Those vets are going to make everything work out. I just wish Iggy can play more. Does anybody know what's really wrong with him? Or is he just, like, on the team to try to push this last who ride with the vet? Yeah, no, it's, it's, a, it's a great question, Fred. We appreciate you, man. I don't know. Who like, knows? Only Andre Iguodala knows, and I don't even know if he knows the way that he has been hurt and then is trying to ramp himself up. Look, I, I set the over-under for Andre Iguodala's season minutes this year at 49.5. He has currently played 42. I don't know if he's going to get over that. I would hope so, but yeah. I can't count on him at this point. That's where I He at. must be I mean you talk about a locker room guy and I'm try I'm really trying not to be mean here but you talk about a locker room guy You're not a mean guy. They must they must really love him in the locker room because you're essentially wasting a roster spot. That's what you're doing. And if they feel And here's the thing. I need to know if he's not going to put up stats on the court. I need to know I need his stats off the court. I need to know how many pump up speeches he's given, how many, you know, tips he's given to the young guys. If that's why he's there, I need to know what he's actually doing. Because we're not saving him for the playoffs. He got in the playoffs. I wanted him to get out. And then he did. He ended up tweaking something in the playoffs. So it's kind of a rough go. I know he found it. I think he found it disrespectful when somebody said somebody referred to him as Udonis Haslam. But, I mean, are we really that far off? Yeah, Udonis Haslam's played more games than uh, Andre Iguodala has. Which is insane. It is insane. I know Iguodala's got a podcast as well. You know, I'm going to hop on there. Does he take questions? Can you just be honest with us? What is the plan? I don't know, but Evan Turner might have more minutes in him right now. His podcast partner than Andre Iguodala at this point. Look, I think Andre can add something to this roster if he's able to play. It just doesn't seem like his body is letting him at this point. So, unfortunately, I can't count on him. We will carry on here on 95.7 The Game. Evan Giddings and Alan Stiles taking up until Warriors Live at 4.30. We're going to be talking to Warriors coming back. We're going to be talking about the trade deadline, some of the Kyrie Irving situation up in Brooklyn. What does that mean for Kevin Durant? What does that mean for the rest of the league as well as Golden State as it pertains? We're also going to get into some 49ers and all the 49ers reaction this week. The red and gold reaction is brought to you by Zenny, the official eyewear of the San Francisco 49ers. Shop from over 3,000 styles at 80% off retail prices exclusively at Zenny.com. 888-957-9570 if you want to chime in on the conversation. Also the number for the Xfinity mobile text line. Alan Styles and Evan Giddings back after this on 95.7 The Game. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. 
We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.